Well, it's no secret that the availability of shearers and wool handlers has been at a critical point for the wool industry for some time. So apart from continuing to train and working to retain as many shearers as possible, many other areas have been invested in for a long time. Upright shearing platforms, chain shearing, chemical shearing, and of course, robotics that are still being looked at. But some important incremental gains are being seen in the area of wearable technology to better predict injury and therefore keep shearers shearing. And a new battery-powered lightweight handpiece is being developed also. So let's find out about them. Welcome to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. I'm Marius Cumming. So I've heard from Melbourne University researchers before about how, through a business innovation grant, shearers have been fitted with motion sensors to detect and therefore predict muscle fatigue. But now the system has been refined to just four easy-to-wear sensors. So AWI's Emily King spoke with researcher Mark Robinson from Melbourne University's Faculty of Engineering under a tree full of galahs. Yeah, so originally it was, was a, lot of, a lot of data. So yeah, we, we basically, the previous project was to developing, um, I guess, an, an algorithm to reduce the number of things that we need to look at in, in the data, basically. So we're picking out important kind of features in the data and then throwing the rest away. So that enables us to still get a lot of information out of the data, but from a much simpler sort of setup. Uh, and because of that, we can throw a lot of the sensors away um, and we can, it can reduce the number of sensors that we need to do that as well. From AWI's point of view, we wanted to look at this because we really want to keep shearers in the industry for longer. So we're trying to understand how injuries are happening and why. And we're always told, we hear it, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard oh, it's the catch and drag that does it, you know, but this, you know, as we said, hasn't been done before. So what was the outcome of that project? What did we determine was causing the issue in terms of most shearing injuries? I don't think we can really conclusively say what's causing most shearing injuries just yet. Um, What we are finding is that sort of features in the data, certainly from the muscles in the lower back on both sides are, are very important. And we are actually seeing... Um, features taken from the actual shearing part of the task being important as well, which doesn't necessarily mean that the catch and drag is 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 easy or not not important. But that's sort of where we're getting the the useful information from from the sensors. So, with all the different sensors that we had placed all over the body, what it showed was probably the most important thing that we wanted to keep looking at was, in fact, the lower back muscles. Is that right? Yes. So, so yeah. One of the full body kind of sensors was, was looking at the electrical activity in muscles mm-hmm. uh, and part of the things or some of the things that we can look at from those signals is, is muscle fatigue mm-hmm. uh, as well as you know, when the muscles are active and how active the muscles are. I guess two actually specific muscles in, in the lower back came out as yeah, really kind of important. So that's what we really focused on as well. Um, and then we take, take across also some of the motion sensors as well. One of the big sort of important things there is that we use the motion sensors to be able to detect what actual activity they're currently doing, whether they're shearing or, or catching, the, catching and dragging or, or having a rest. Great. So in this new phase of the project, so we, you know, we had the 33 sensors, we had to sort of look at, well, where do we need to focus our attention? So we found the lower back and the motion sensors is what we need to look at further. So we've got it to a point where we've got enough data to understand that now we only need four sensors. Is that right? 
Yes, yeah, so we've sort of determined that that's a really nice kind of spot in the middle of where we still get a lot of information, but it, but it doesn't, doesn't become impractical, which it can quickly become sort of impractical trying to set up yeah, a bunch of sensors on someone every time they need to shear a sheep. And so these sensors, um, where are they now placed and what do they look like? How would a shearer put the sensors on themselves? Well, hopefully there wouldn't be any need to actually physically place it on themselves. We would like to integrate it into, into some of their clothing they would wear. Um, so something, something like a kind of compression sportswear type clothing, a pair of shorts and, and at the moment a shirt, but that might change in the future. But, but so something... it could be stitched onto their shearing singlet, for example. It could certainly be a singlet, but, but we do need some, some sort of tight clothing there to, to hold the sensors in place. So, so it might like be a, like a stretchy band that goes around their lower back or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that yeah. could, could work as well. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Another part of this is the app that goes with it. Um, so I was able to have a bit of a look at the app. And so one of the really cool features I thought was being able to see in real time your fatigue levels as they're happening in the shed. So I guess what benefit could that allow a shearer and how does that technology work? How are the sensors speaking to the app? So the, the sensors are all sort of communicating with each other and, and the phone through, through Bluetooth and, and that makes things sort of not, not too hard to actually to get that in, in, in real time. Um, maybe not sort of perfectly real time, but maybe a couple of minutes delayed. There's some processing to do, but, but sort of, yeah, by the time you sort of shear the next sheep, it should, you know, another sort of data point should, should pop up there. Um, and, and if you can see um, just how that's sort of tracking along, along the day, um, and if we sort of integrate that with, with other information, um, maybe there's something some there in the future where we can sort of suggest that you need to be resting more or, or, or you know, the conditions of, of the day are just a lot and maybe go a bit easy. So potentially, you know, we could maybe, if we get enough data, we could potentially build in an early alert system to say, look, a five-minute break here would do you a lot of good. Yeah, so, something like that. Uh, yeah, so so a lot of the value of it sort of comes from being able to collect longer-term data because it's um, a bit of a simpler simpler setup uh, and doesn't require a sort of a researcher there every time. Um, yeah, but definitely longer-term data is would be incredibly sort of useful in, in being able to do that. And so what else can that app tell you or what other sort of bits of information if I was the shearer could I input into that app to what information are we collecting essentially yeah well there's a few things in there at the moment but it's certainly something where it can be like anything that people think is useful is something that we could look at putting into the app so at at the moment we're sort of um, basically tracking uh, how many sheep each shearer would shear each run and we can just sort of show that progress over time as well as uh, kind of just how the shearer is feeling sort of their with their feeling fatigue we can sort of input some self-reported fatigue data there if they're in any pain if that's changing throughout the day those sorts of things um as well as sort of yeah other other information you know, around even just the type of shed they're shearing in mm-hmm. um or, or different different sort of other factors that that affects their fatigue um maybe like um different breeds of sheep or, or how heavy the sheep is that they're that they're shearing that day um yeah those kinds of things yeah and i guess um you know obviously always great i imagine as a researcher to actually see something that you've worked on in practice um have you got some good feedback today by actually having this prototype 
in the shed and having shearers test it for you? Yeah, well, it's been really good information to have, get some get some feedback like that. Um, so far, uh, if maybe I think pretty pretty good feedback so far. Certainly, the sort of the interface on the skin of the sensors and those things um, are not are not annoying shearers too much. Um, I think at the moment the the garments that we're wearing is maybe um, maybe a bit hot, uh, and so trying to sort of reduce kind of that material, like uh, yeah. So still get good contact, but enhance breathability. Yeah, I think even just sort of less material, so uh-huh. just get rid of some sleeves and maybe shorten things up, and yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see how the different sort of material might affect things as well. Great. Um, and I guess you know moving forward and i guess if you're to look into a crystal ball and if everything works exactly how you hope it will what type of benefits do you think the industry will be able to see by having this available to shearers i think if if everything works nicely it would be we would probably be able to get a really sort of deep look into what exactly is causing kind of um, back injuries in, in, in shearing um, so we, we know they sort of happen over over a longer period of time with these kinds of repetitive stresses that that, that happen uh, and getting getting sort of being able to see that whole process in action is something that I don't think has really happened anywhere with this kind of with this kind of data um, and, and that would be able to, to, to yeah be able to produce some really useful things that we can we can sort of see and, and maybe even sort of start to predict um, which kinds of shearers are more susceptible or when these injuries sort of might, might, might start to pop up. Yeah, great. So, I mean, I think, you know, we've just been tossing around a few ideas here today and I guess from AWI's point of view, we're quite excited about it from being able to understand a baseline so that we can then see if, if a certain shearer is, you know, experiencing more fatigue than we would normally expect in a normal range of a day shearing. Um, so that really like early warning or alert system and, you know, and that continuous improvement as well because shearers are basically athletes. It gives them some wearable technology to be able to manage their fatigue levels like an athlete. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's often something that probably... You're only going to go to the doctor or something when something starts to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that early sort of baseline is very, very useful. Um, and especially with the way these injuries sort of happen over, over time. Um, yeah, we're sort of looking at those trends. And if we can catch those trends early, then, then yeah, definitely something yeah. useful like warnings and, and things. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that sounds really exciting. And I think as well, it gives us a good opportunity in terms of AWI to being able to really validate and test our training shear training methods um, and also our research and development shed design projects all those sorts of things so we can see the impact that different shed design has or um, you know a different training technique and that sort of thing well Mark thank you very much it's been fascinating it's great to actually you know I've heard a lot about this project it's great to actually see it in action thanks for chatting with us today no thanks for having me I'm now being joined by Elliot Learmont, who is a shearer, but also an AWI shearer trainer. Elliot, thanks so much for your time today. No worries. You've been here at Dubbo at the TAFE campus doing a lot of the shearing as well with Bill Hutchison for us. One of the things you were trialling was the new handpiece design that we've been working on. How did you find it? Yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think it's great. Like, 
you know, it was nice and uh, light and it was a lot thinner. Like I could, I could feel the skin of the sheep, you know, a lot more and it seemed to, I had a lot more manoeuvrability with it because it was, it was smaller. The one thing that I could pick with it is that maybe it was just a little bit too, too short in the barrel. So, and it's only, you know, maybe a centimetre two in it to, to make it right, but it'd need to be trialled to work it out, like, you know, sent out to shed to to use for the week to actually work out everything that, you know, is good about it and bad about it. Yeah, have a number of different shearers test it and yeah. see what or, they think. Yeah, or just send it with, with a shearer to, with one single shearer for a week and see what happens. To get a full week yeah. shearing in on it. Right now, we don't know, I don't know how much work that handpiece has done, so... One of the issues was it was getting a little bit warm and it was a little bit slippery because it, it just didn't have a, a, a rug on it or anything. But other than that, I think, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a good design. Great. Well, I think this is one of the first times it's been in a shed. I think it sort of did some sheep in Tasmania yeah. and then has come here. So for everyone who can't see the handpiece, you mentioned that it's lighter. Yeah. And that's a different construction? Yeah, yeah, it is. It, se- it seems like it's got, you know, it's a bit thicker up up the front of the handpiece so you know it allows me to hold it with my fingers a lot better and then it's thinner in the barrel mm-hmm. so it sits in my palm a lot a lot easier a lot a lot better and I think as well it's actually also made from aluminium so yeah. it's just a lighter material yeah it is and it's yeah I was, you know, I was wondering what it was made out of <laughs> <laughs> The other thing, I guess, to point out about this and in terms of, and this is very early stage testing, as I said, it's really only done a couple of sheep in Tasmania and then come here, is that it's actually battery operated. So you were wearing a belt that's sort of a wetsuit material and the battery pack is on that. How did you find that? Well, I, once I had the belt on, I just didn't, didn't even know it was there. Like I, that, that had no issues. It was fine. Um, the power heaps of power like and i had the option there to turn it up as well like so yeah that 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 was fine and the battery life apparently goes for two hours and it seemed to we we only changed one battery yesterday and yeah it went all day you know all all the time we were testing it and it was fine one one of the problems that i had with it was you know the placement of the motor I, i thought it had to be you know more around to the back or to my left side, so the down tube came around me. And that, what that was doing, it was shortening the down tube because the down tube was a bit long for me. Mm-hmm. So once I got into the long blow, you know, the down tube was laying on the sheep and, and it wasn't allowing me to move freely through there. So, yeah, that's about all. And you were able to make those running adjustments? As yeah, you went, yeah, yeah, I did. And we... we so what we did, we, we pretty much turned the belt upside down. Mm-hmm. So I had, because the switch was, the on and off switch was on my left. Mm-hmm. But for a shearer, you know, when we finished our sheep, we reached with our left arm to our right side of our body to pull the cord. And, you know, as soon as I finished the sheep, I went to do that, there's no cord there. So what I did was turn the belt upside down and the switch was on the right side and my motor was on my left. And then when I, when I finished the sheep, put the sheep down, I'd just reach over hit my button and it's just a natural thing for a shearer mm-hmm. so that was good I mean good that you you know it's flexible enough that we can yeah, just yeah. tweak those little things and give it a whirl a bit of a different way I guess next part of the project is looking at 
integrating sensors and so their sensors for you know letting you know if the power is running low sensors as well for looking at you know whether your gear might need changing or how much tension you've put when you've set your gear do you think they'd be useful additions yeah not yeah i really do so as a a learner so when i was learning i had no idea if i had enough tension or i didn't even know if i was getting a cut so you know you got no idea when you're first into it. it takes years of you know years of being in the industry to to work all these things out and having having something there that's telling you what's going wrong it's going to help help a lot and get get them you know moving forward a lot quicker yeah absolutely it might stop um younger learner shearers burning so much gear yeah. while they're trying to learn and i think that that's half the problem for for a learner is that nothing works for them mm. And, you know, getting something to work for them is probably going to keep them in the industry instead of, you know, them, you know, just getting sick of sick of everything not working. Yeah, just reducing that frustration yeah. and letting them get over that pinch point to yeah. just keep yep. cheering. Yeah, great. And then um, one of the other technologies that we were trialling that um, you had the opportunity to be kitted out with was yeah. some of the wearable technology yeah. as yep. well. So I did see there was a pair of, they looked a bit like, skins like yeah. you know that people wear for footy or whatever and some other sensors so how were they once you had them on yeah it was like i was comfortable in them but <laughs> but i ran pretty hot like, yeah <laughs> i had a fair few layers on it was, it was pretty good but so we we strapped um so we had like it was like yeah. a fabric wrap and a, you know velcro on it and you know there was uh sensors you know put on them as velcro and they were just wrapped around and and once they were on i had them on my knee my feet my biceps and wrist and i'd once i was on there i didn't even know like yeah they were fine yeah so apart from um maybe getting some material that's a bit more breathable yeah i think actually wearing them was quite comfortable yeah yeah so the the shirt i was wearing too it was like a skin shirt and I talked to the boys about, you know, maybe just using a singlet. And then, then they come up with a great idea with, like, overalls or braces. Braces, yeah. Yeah, putting them on braces because they were in the sort of the similar spots. Yeah, yeah well, that'd be out. quite handy because a lot of shearers wear braces anyway. Yeah, they do, yeah. yeah. And actually seeing what the sensors were doing, and so it, it captured all my movement. And then looking on the screen about a, what your body actually does... And the movement without a sheep in your legs is amazing, and it looks it looks crazy. Like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look normal. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you see an application for this technology for you in terms of improving your shearing style? Uh, yeah, 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 I do. They had pain receptor ones there as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be interesting. While I had it on, I was thinking about where I was hurting. <laughs> yeah, it made you actually sort of think yeah, more yeah, about what's happening. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, the app that goes with those sensors, you know, you can actually put that in. So the sensors will say, we're registering this level of whatever. Yeah. And then you can actually say, oh, I'd rate my pain, you know, in my back at a 3 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 or whatever the case may be. So, yeah. you know, and then that can start marrying that data up and sort of saying, look, well, if you're calling yourself a 3, you're actually more of a 7. So yeah. you need to pull up. Yeah. Maybe even an application there for training young people so that they can, you know, see the way their body moves and where they're getting out of form. Yeah, 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 it'd be great. And it'd be, it would be great to be able to put, you know, two videos together. Mm. That'd be great, like, to see how, how you are doing it and how maybe it's supposed to be done. or Like how, your footwork or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yep. I think that'd be good. 
Excellent. Oh, well, sounds like there's plenty of opportunity for both the handpiece and the wearable technology. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty happy with the handpiece, though. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Elliot. Really appreciate your time. No worries. Thank you. AWI trainer Elliot Learmonts, who's been using the new lightweight battery-powered handpiece developed by Scottish engineering firm 4C. And a huge thanks to Emily King for those interviews from the Dubbo Rural Schools and Environment Centre. And you can read plenty more about these and other shearing and wool handling projects at wool.com. So I'm sure we'll be visiting this subject many more times. Please keep sending through that feedback, ideas and posting reviews. It's always great to hear what you think. But for now, from me, Murray is coming. Thanks for having a yarn with us. Music